Praise the Lord. All right, let's go. Um, repeat after me. Say, I am, I am. Somebody. somebody. I am, I am. A, warrior. a warrior. Therefore, I am, Therefore, I am. Victorious. victorious. And that's because I am, because I am. A, child of God. a child of God. How many believe that today? Amen. The little's got class? Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. He said, wait up, brother. <laughs> Don't leave me here. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. If you're here for the first time, welcome to Word of Life. Um, Grand Ledge, we, we, um, we say just give us three, three chances, right? Three tries, right, Mark? And you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. You might actually like it and stick around for a while. Um, you can't judge anything about coming one time, right? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Like even, even pilots, I mean, shows that come out, you got the pilot episode, but, but they really gauge it between the episodes two and three, whether people are locked in and going to continue watching or they're like, yeah, this is not me, right? And so you can't gauge it on the first episode. You can't gauge it on the pilot. So make sure you come back, return, and um, from what it looks like, we're eating or something. So um, you, you can't go wrong with that either. So, um, yeah, stick around and enjoy yourselves as we bring in the new year. I like to call it Welcome to Our Last Chance Sunday. Amen. Welcome to our last chance Sunday. This is the last Sunday of the year and your last opportunity to get your life right before 2024 hits. Amen. And so if you haven't yet, I'm challenging you on today. Get it right before 2024 comes. Okay. Remember the, the what was it, 2000, Y2K, everybody was scared. They didn't know what was going to happen. Everybody was at the altar that night. They had everybody scared. I don't know, is the computer's going to go out? Everybody's going to die? What's happening tonight? And... Uh, yeah, but this is your last opportunity to get your life right on Sunday before 2024. It's crazy. It's crazy that it's already here. But if you're like me, how many are ready to get rid of 2023 and step into 2024? Amen. Okay. Okay. Uh, th any, th yeah. This one, this one can go. I'm ready to get out of it. Uh, this was a year that I, I do not appreciate, um, but even in, the, even in the good and the bad, in the good and the bad, I think every single one of us, I think every single one of us except Kelby was in the hospital this year. Uh, that, that was like a world record. Um, and a couple times, everybody at that. I, I think even the new baby, uh, they still want to see her uh, once a month just to make sure she's good. And we've been in the... I think we got frequent points at, at the, oh, we got your rooms, come on. You, you should have just called ahead. We were, we're, we've been, ex it's a hard and challenging year, y'all. I was, I was out of state and I was in the hospital. It, it's been tough. But in the midst of the storm, God still sits on the throne. How many can say amen to that? In the midst of the storm, God still sits on the throne. 
And he shows you and I that he is Jehovah Jireh, that he is our provider. Amen. In the midst of everything we went through, we did Legacy Builders offering on this year. And the sanctuary that you're sitting in today is paid in full, y'all. He's like, I'm, let me throw you a little bone because, man, you, you've been at it this year. It's been one. I thought it was going to be a different type of year. I really did. I had all these um, um, trips lined up, and uh, we got blessed in the beginning. We went to, to Hawaii in the beginning and said, man, here we go. And right when we get home, it was one thing right after the next. And so even as I'm going on these trips, I was doing weddings and different things in different states and different... And I was flying, and it was just it was not it was not a great year. But in the midst of it all, Jehovah Jireh, He still provides. Today we wrap up our sermon series. The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. Have you ever thought about the power of a word? Have you ever thought about the power of a word? Come on, somebody. With just one word, you can bring a smile to people's faces. Just one word. Just one word. You know, I, I used to say, um, when somebody's like, well, I'm going through something, or I'm, you know, I, or, or um, I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd say, I'll pray for you. But that's later, by myself in my home or wherever here at the church will pray. But now when somebody's like, man, I'm not feeling, I'm not, I'm, let's, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Because, man, that word, to hear it right then and there, changes things. Changes things. So, 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 so that, man, I, I know it does for me. When, when, when I hear that prayer, when it's coming through, it's like, woo, I feel better already. I feel better already. One word, one word can have consequences on a person for the rest of their life. One word can bring a tear to people's eyes. You ever seen it happen? Yeah. One word can do that. You can build up a person with just one word, or you can destroy a person with just one word. Right? How many of us heard some negative words growing up and that stuck with you? How many heard positive words growing up and that stuck with you? One word is a powerful thing. I remember um, when I was... Uh, Younger, just a few years younger. Uh, <laughs> I was going on a missions trip, and we, we, we got there. We got to our destination and on this missions trip. And so upon our arrival, they had a press conference. And I remember one of the questions was about like what we had planned to do while we were there. And so in Spanish, because it was a Spanish-speaking country, uh, I said, estamos aquí para ganar soles. And they started laughing. And I'm like, that was funny, or I don't understand. And they started laughing. You see, I thought I had said, we're here to gain souls. But it turns out, soles doesn't mean souls. That's actually the... The, their, their term for their money. And so I thought I said, we came here to, you know, gain souls. I said, 
We came here to gain money. <laughs> I'm glad they laughed it off because <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> the power of a word. <laughs> and they had a good kick out of it because it was a third world country. They just, there was no money there, so they were like, <laughs> joke's on you, man, because <laughs> words are very important. I'm using words right now to communicate the sermon to you, right? Without words, we couldn't communicate. We couldn't communicate. Without words, my wife couldn't tell me what to do. Without words, I couldn't get the last word in. Yes, dear. Words are used to express what we have in our hearts. The words, I love you, how much does that mean? When you tell somebody that, unless you're in trouble, it doesn't mean much. But if you're, if you're in good standings, that word I love you means a lot. Emotions deep in your heart. Words enable us to communicate with others. We come to know people through their words, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, probably just, probably just don't say nothing right now. Let me do the talking when we go when we go in here. Have you ever heard the expression I liked him until he opened his mouth? <laughs> Whoa, there's a lot of there's a lot of huh, ha, huh. I don't know if those are shots at anybody in here, but listen, we're in church, so keep it keep keep it holy, keep it holy, keep it holy. <laughs> The words, of, the words of others give us an indication of who they really are. You, you see, we, I think we talked about it before. We, we see who you are when you, when you get worked up and you get boiled up, and then what comes out of you is, is that what's really in you. And God communicates through us through his word. Amen? Through his word. He communicates to us. We hold in our hands a copy of what we call the Word of God, right? It's called what? The Word of God, the Holy Bible, the Holy Scriptures. In it are recorded the words spoken to you and I by who? God Almighty. We can read it and hear God speak right to us through these pages. How many ever felt God speaking right to them when they've read the pages? Because you can read a story, but it's a different time in your life, and you're like, man, I didn't even see that. I didn't notice it meant this. I mean, God just spoke to me, and it just said something totally different to me. The words will speak to you through whatever it is you may be going through. But no words more important than Jesus Christ becoming flesh and communicating with us firsthand, y'all. Words are powerful but more powerful than a word is the living word. How many know that, that, that the Bible lets us know who the word is? The Bible lets us know that, that the word is Jesus Christ. There is no powerful word more than that of Jesus Christ. The Bible lets us know that the word is Jesus. Today's sermon, The Power of of a word. The power 
of a word. Turn with me to John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. When you got it, give me a good amen. In the beginning was the word, and the word, come on somebody, was with God, and the word was God. Okay, here we go. Jesus Christ is truly the Alpha and Omega. He was here since the beginning. See, a lot of people don't like to agree with that. But the Bible lets us know different. In the beginning was the? And the Word was with? And the Word was? Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, verse 3, and without him nothing was made that was made. Come on. For those that have hard time believing in Jesus, because he came down to this earth and became flesh. A lot of people don't want to say, they don't want to worship a God who came to this earth and became flesh. Right? Let alone one that was you know, crucified, let alone one that was uh, uh, born in a manger. How could that be a God? The scripture lets us know that nothing was made without him. Jesus was a part of making creation. One more, Genesis 1.1. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He already was. When the beginning took place. He has always been here. The trinity of the Godhead is not always a clear theological idea, right? A lot of people can't, can't wrap their head around it. Um, it's hard to understand the trinity. I, I was talking to someone the other day, and I was explaining the trinity, and he said, well, I thought there was only one God. And so I tried to sit there and explain that he's a triune God. And I said that, yeah, he, he's a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's like, well, you said there was no other God. He's like, man, I worship many gods. There's so many gods. Everybody has a God. And then when I said there was one true God, he goes, well, I thought you said there was only one God. I said, okay. See, some, some people don't, don't, don't want to don't believe what the scriptures say. Some people just want to be hard-headed because they want to they pick and fight. They want to choose somewhere. But the Bible talks about all three. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's throughout this book. Amen? We're really not expected to understand it. We're just to accept it as we find it in the scriptures, y'all. But the key word to look at here is he was with God. Did, did anybody catch that? He was with God. In other words, they were already together. And nothing was made without him being there. Who's he? Jesus. The key word to look at there is with this gives us the view that there is a distinction between the persons of the Trinity. 
It also gives us the view that the persons of the Trinity are equal. That they were there together. That they created all of this together. John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. This is why so many people are walking around here lifeless. So many people walking around lifeless. Because they think they're worshiping God, but they're worshiping a false God. Depressed, walking around with no purpose, confused, because Jesus is not a part of their life. Verse 5, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus is the light, yet the people could not accept him. They couldn't accept him. He became flesh for you, he became flesh for me, yet the people could not accept him. Look at John 8, 12. John chapter 8, verse 12. It says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Come on, y'all. Man, how many, how many, it's a dark place out there. It is so dark. People are so far off. People are so lost. And they continue to eat up the media. They continue to eat up this thing right here. Right? This thing is, man, now we're justifying everything that we used to say is wrong. Now we're trying to justify it to be right. Help us, God. We're living in some dark times. Dark times. Well, where does this say you can't? Man, it's in here. The living word. Your answers for life are right in there. You just don't want to read it. Well, that's old school. We don't believe that anymore. This is the new way of life. Today, people still don't like to acknowledge Jesus is God. They would rather sit in their darkness than to acknowledge Jesus Christ. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. But people will do it. Now here's the thing. Since only God existed before there was creation, and Jesus was present before creation, Jesus was not only with God, he was and is God. There's a distinction between the persons of the Trinity, and there's also equality between the persons of the Trinity. The Bible says the word is God. Who's the Word? Jesus Christ. That's why he says, and he was with God. Jesus. The Word is Jesus. The Bible says the Word is God. The Bible doesn't say Jesus was a God. Jesus is the God. Make no mistake about it, Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is completely and fully God. And John witnessed this firsthand. John 1.6. Go back to John 1.6. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man 
came for witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, verse 9, which gives light to every man coming into the world. The true light that gives every, every man coming into the world that light. Every man or woman that comes into this world is supposed to get the light from Jesus Christ. And if you don't get that light through Jesus Christ, it's no wonder why you're in a dark place. It's no wonder why these athletes and actors and all these people, they're still searching and looking because they don't have the light. John 1.10. He was in the Word, and the Word was made through Him, and the world did not know Him. Verse 11. He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. Come on, man. Wow. Can you imagine being God, doing all He did for us, only to come and be rejected by those who he would die for. Became flesh for you and I. Left the throne room for you and I. God is not some faraway deity. God is not inaccessible. God is not out there unconcerned with creation. It's something, well, where's God at? He doesn't care. If he would, people wouldn't be dying everywhere. Guess what? That's not him. About to come to a close. We're about to eat. Don't worry. God has not left us out here to fend for ourselves, y'all. I said it on last week. If you didn't see it, you can go back to our YouTube channel, our Spotify channel, our... I don't know how many channels Libby's got out there. I said it last week. Emmanuel. God with us. You don't have to walk this earth by yourself. When you get into those dark places, you're at home, you're by yourself, you're trying to figure out, you don't have to, you don't have to do it alone. We got a God who is with us. Emmanuel. The Bible says that he, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I couldn't imagine going through what he went through for you and for me only for us to spit on him, mock him, crucify him. But his love for you and I. It's deep that he said, I'll go down there. I'll take it. Why? Because I want them to be able to be able to experience heaven with you and I, Father. I want them to be able to rejoice with us one day. And the only way you can do that, and the only way that I can do that, is be, by, by giving our life to him and by saying, here are my sins. Remove them from me. I no longer want to partake of them. 
He's not some faraway God that doesn't hear us. He hears you. He sees you. He walks with you. God with us. Emmanuel. God came down when Jesus Christ was born, that first Christmas morning. Jesus Christ was God amongst men. He stepped off his throne in heaven to come and give light to the world. I think, man, we need that same light today. I think we need the light more now than we did back then. God is not unfamiliar with the struggles of life. He went through it. He went through it just like you and I. He knows exactly what it's like to face the hardships of this world. He knows exactly what it's like to face, to face temptation. The Bible recalls it. Satan said, come on. I want to show you a couple of things. God said, why would I want to be ruler over this earth when I'm ruler over the universe? And who are we following? The God of this earth or the God of the universe? Somebody better wake up today. Because we're giving in to these things right here, listening to what they're saying, following in line with everybody else. Well, if everybody else is doing it, I guess I'll do it. You better wake up. The word Jesus Christ, God the Son, has been here and he knows what you and I feel. He knows what you and I go through. He knows what you and I experience. He's even experienced death. Death on a cross for you and I. Verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Woo! To those who believe in his name. 13, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, he, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 15, John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me. He was before me. And of his fullness we have received and grace for grace, in verse 17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. If you and I, if we receive him, he gives us the right to be children of God. Woo, that's powerful. That's powerful. Some people walking this earth, they feel like they're nobody. Man, I wish they understood who they really were. There's so many people walking around lost, confused. I wish they really knew who they were. Because we're children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God wants you and I to be his children. God wants to have that type of relationship with us. Thank you, Jesus. 
God desires you to be his child. It's huge, man. I know there's nothing I wouldn't do for my children. If it's in my power, I know that, I, man, I'm doing it. How many parents know what I'm saying? Man, if it's in my power, man, I, I would take the sickness and, and bear it for them if I could. Come on, somebody. How many know what I'm saying? Man, and that's just me as a human being. Now imagine the God of the universe being able to do everything in his power to be your defender. Woo, come on. Thank you, God. You got to know who you serve. You got to know who you have. You got to know who's on your side. He already did that when he came to earth and he died for our sins, y'all. All we have to do is receive him by faith. Then we are adopted as children of God. The word came to bring us real life, eternal life, but we must receive the word. We must receive the word. Let me understand here. I, I, I take some stuff, but come on. Some of the stuff is too far-fetched. Too far-fetched? How are we here? Too far-fetched? Somebody created all this. Well, it was a big, big, come on. It was a big nothing. What, 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 whatever good came out of an explosion? Uh, hello. That's already a dumb thought right there. Just, just anything exploded and, oh, man, this is great. I love it now. Thing would be in pieces. Come on, somebody. This was formed. Your body, your, your, the, the, your crea he created us perfectly. The, the way your body functions. The, the, come on, somebody. We can't comprehend this, but we try to. We want to be, I want to be as smart as God. I want to know more than God. That's what one of the guys in the pool told me. He said, what? I want to be on the same, uh, I said, bro, you're going to have a long time coming, man. And we, we, come on. How, how do you not understand that someone, something created you and I? So on this last chance Sunday, on this last chance Sunday, how do you do it as easy as ABC? I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. For you here and for those that are watching on pay-per-view, no, for those of you watching wherever you're at, what do you got to do? A, accept. Accept Jesus. You got to accept Jesus. B, you got to believe in Jesus, right? I don't care how far-fetched. Well, come on. The, the, how did the man stay in the whale's belly for three days? Well, that, you got to believe. I think that was proven. Somebody stayed alive in, in the whale, in the belly of, they, they came up with something on that. How do you, how do, well, I don't understand, okay, then don't believe. That's your prerogative. That's for me, I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. Okay, and then C, I call it C1. I got a C1 and a C2. It's as easy as ABC. Accept Jesus, believe in Jesus. C1, confess to Jesus. 
Confess to Jesus. Confess what? All your knuckleheaded things you've done. Man, we've done some knuckleheaded things. Right? C1 is confess. And then C2. Let me know what that is. Change. Change. Accept Jesus, believe in Jesus, confess to Jesus, and then change for Jesus. Change for Jesus. Not for yourself. Change for him. For all he's done for you. Because our change is minimal. Well, I don't really think I need to change that. No, <laughs> you need to change that. I can still do the same things I, I, I used to do before I found Christ. No, you probably shouldn't do the same things you used to do before you found Christ. It's got to be a change. Or else what are we doing? Or else what, what it was? Come on, somebody, last chance Sunday. This is your final opportunity to get it right with Christ. Bow your heads and close your eyes. First John 1 John 1.9 says this, If we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so if you're out there today and you say, Hey, I, I, I need to accept Christ in my life. I don't have him. Then I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. It's time to confess your sins. I want to pray with you. My second call is this. My second call is if there's anybody that just says, Pastor, it's hard, right? It's hard to just give up everything, surrender everything, change everything. And you're having a hard time doing that. I want to pray with you. And then the last cause, if there's anybody that I just need to help pray for. But if you're out there watching today and you answered, yeah, you want to accept Christ in your life, for those of you that are watching, I want to go ahead and do that with you right now. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that you would meet them right where they're at, wherever they may be watching. God, I pray that you would become Lord and Savior of their life. I pray that, God, they would surrender unto you all things. And I pray that unto you, Father God, they give you everything. I pray that today, Father God, they would confess their sins. Because, Father God, you truly are faithful and just to forgive us of everything we've done. I pray this in your mighty name.